Hey everybody, hello, hello. It is a glorious Monday, and in this episode, I'm going to discuss um, being lucky and the survivorship bias from Nassim Taleb, or at least uh, my perception, my interpretation of what I view from him. And I discuss uh, some interesting concepts about uh, are successful people successful because they're skillful or because they're lucky? Or is it because of both? Is it because of environmental factors? Well, let's take a look. Let's take a listen. So I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. We are growing. And I appreciate your feedback. If you have any questions you want me to answer, it's uh, tayradio1 at gmail.com. Hey, hello. How are you guys doing today? Let's discuss some ideas. Let's discuss some things from Fooled by Randomness. So I believe this was Fooled by Randomness. And I could be wrong here, but like I said, I do believe this is what it's from. Uh, there is – it's either that or anti-fragile. Uh, and I just was thinking about this the other day as I was going for a walk. And I remember we all know that there's lots of popular books that talk about um, you know, like the traits of successful people, you know, like the, the habits and things that successful people do to become successful or the traits that they do that make them successful. And what I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I was reminded of a passage in either Fooled by Randomness or Anti-Fragile, one of those two, where Taleb discusses the idea that we don't – because of the survivorship bias, which is the people that uh, have made it, who have survived, we don't know how many other people had those traits but still failed. So I thought that was really interesting, and at first I didn't quite get it. Uh, but after you know listening to that book a couple times and reading it, I think I understand now that some of you might already understand it. But essentially, um, the idea would be this. Say there is a wealthy person, somebody very successful in business, whatever business you want. It could be uh, – let's say he's a, um, he sells sports products. Okay, He's a CEO of a company that sells sports products and he says – or he's an entrepreneur. And he says, well, um, you know, he says that the traits that helped him survive or the traits that helped him were that every day he woke up and wrote a, a list of things he had to do. After that, he had black coffee. After that, he, you know, discussed his meetings in a particular way. Then, um, you know, you, they talked to another entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur, and he gives his account of the things he does every day. And then they talk to another entrepreneur or a successful businessman. Oh, what did he do every day? Then they look at the similarities between those guys and they go, ah, each one of those guys had some similarities. What are those similarities? Well, the similarities could be something to the extent of uh, they wrote out certain tasks that they had to perform each day. Another similarity could be a particular food or beverage that they drank or did not drink or ate. Um, it could be a number of behavioral habits. Uh, maybe it could be meditation. It could be flipping a coin to make decisions. Um, could be lots and lots of things. So the question is, 
uh, what is – how does this relate to what I'm talking about? Well, there could be you – know, basically what a lot of people will conclude from this kind of thing is, oh, okay, so if I want to be successful, I need to do these, these traits. These traits will help me be successful. And the problem with that is that it doesn't take into account all the people who had had those same traits but still didn't make it. They still didn't make it. So we – in that case – we don't exactly know what made those people successful or just because those people had those traits doesn't necessarily mean that those are what contributed to their success because maybe all the people that failed also had the exact same traits that were listed. But there's something else that those people may or may not have um, accounted for. Now, what's interesting, and maybe I won't be able to go into too much uh, of an idea about this at the moment, but um, one thing that I learned also that I, I think we've all kind of known is the idea of, should we say, luck versus uh, skill. So there's always a talk you know, about being lucky or being skillful and whether or not people are successful because of luck and skill. And Fooled by Randomness was really, really good at portraying the fact that um, – or at least I believe it was. It's so it's so funny. I can't remember if it was that or Anti-Fragile. Um, really did a good job of, of describing how skill in itself is not going to – cannot be what gets you from point A to point B um, in, your, in terms of being successful. And that essentially luck has to play a role. Like there has to be a roll of the dice. And, you know, we all – I think we can all recognize that. There are – if you think back about times in your life, I can think of, I can think back about plenty of times in my life where maybe I was doing – you know, when you're a teenager, you do stupid shit. Um, even in your 20s, you do stupid shit, and I'm in my 20s now. Uh, but I there have been so many things that I could have gotten in trouble for doing that would have totally changed the trajectory of my life. 100%. I think we all know that. There's also situations that change your life for the better that you have no control over, right? And for example, part of that would be – an example of that would be being born in America. A better example of that would be being born in Houston, Texas in America in the late – in the early 90s because Houston is a booming city. Another, I mean, basically being born in any prosperous area of the world, there's a level of luck there that you cannot discount. And there's, you know, there's going to be tons of those things. So you rely on luck on a regular basis um, for many positive outcomes in your life. Now, that being said, in order to be successful, Generally speaking, you do have to have skill. It doesn't mean – the thing is is people like to conflate this, right? Oh, well, you know, oh, he just got lucky, blah, 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 you know, whether it be in terms of business or whether it be in playing sports. A lot of people like to say, oh, well, so-and-so got lucky uh, that he hit that ball or so-and-so got lucky you know, that the judges didn't see this or that and the other. And that, you know, that can be true. I was in a martial arts competition where um, I beat one of the guys performing a, a uh, what people would call a kata or a pattern, and I made a mistake. But I still won, and part of that was luck. 
because they did the judges didn't see that error. Now, that's what I think. Now, maybe the other guy also made mistakes that maybe outweighed it, or maybe they just didn't catch the small error that I made. But here's the bottom line. Here's where the skill came into play. I had to have enough skill so that way when I made that mistake, it wasn't obvious, right? I could have been doing that pattern, performing that kata as many people would describe them. And this was at the World Championships in 2009 and I got third place. And um, had I not trained well enough, when I made that little error, that could have thrown off the rest of my performance. And if that was the case, I would definitely have not won. Here's the other situation. It took me lots of skill to get where I was. Also some luck as well. But basically what it comes down to is that luck is necessary but not sufficient. And one thing that uh, Taleb brought up basically was that there are, um, there are conditions. Um, he talked about it, and this is, it makes me think it might have been an anti-fragile. Um, but essentially, it could, it, some of it could have to do, um, the best way to think about it that I can think about it is in terms of evolution so, or adaptation. So maybe there are some animals that have developed an adaptation for a particular environment. Like say you have, uh, let's say you have two sets of, uh, of dogs, okay? And one dog has an adaptation for a, a warmer climate. One dog has an adaptation for a colder climate. Then there is some kind of volcanic, uh, volcanic eruption that changes the Earth's climate and makes it colder. Well, the dog that is more suited for the colder climate is probably going to survive, or at least its offspring are going to survive. That information is going to be transmitted through its offspring. Um, and the one that is suited for a warmer climate is probably going to die, isn't going to make it. Now, does that mean that the, uh, the dog suited for the warmer climate was worse at hunting for food? No, not necessarily. Does it mean he was worse at defending himself from other predators? No, not necessarily. But what it does mean is that a something happened, a random event happened outside of the dog's control, which basically made the environment better suited for the cold uh, adapted dog. And so that is what I believe Nassim Taleb talks about sometimes when he refers to uh, luck and sometimes people being fitted towards certain environments. Actually, this also works with IQ in my opinion, um, with the IQ situation, is that there are some people's, uh, the way some people's minds work are better suited for particular environments than others. And the same can be said for different skill sets. Uh, the same can be said for different um, you know, types of businesses. You, know, you might be a very skillful entrepreneur, but maybe um, you know, the events that have been occurring or the random things that occur in the business world or the market for whatever reason uh, make it to where somebody else's skill set is more suitable for that particular time and place. So there's a lot of interesting things to consider there. And I really I, – I think the analogy of the hot and the cold-suited dog uh, does a better job of describing that, that essentially you might be fit for a particular type of environment, a particular type of success. And the people that are very successful, it might not be anything inherently good that they're doing. It might just also – of course – 
you know, they still have to survive. But their radical success might have more to do with a, a random environmental factor that they are suited for better than you. But, and it's actually interesting because, um, so for example, let's talk about stock market. People that are very good with certain, maybe people that are very good at dealing with um, things in the market, the stock market, we're in an environment where those people could be radically successful. Whereas somebody who maybe is a uh, lower end kind of merchant or maybe somebody who's a farmer nowadays is working much harder to get by. Whereas at a different period of time, under different circumstances, people with a different expertise, whether it be artisanal, whether it be farming, whether it be mercantile, whatever it is, in a different time period, those environments would be would enable somebody with those other skill sets to do much better. And so while it is necessary for a financial person who's going to be successful over the long term to have certain traits like maybe discipline or hardworking or be rigorous in their thinking, they might need those traits. Ultimately, if there's no financial market, then they're not going to be as wildly successful as somebody um, who is better suited for the environment that they live in. So part of the luck that we have is the environment that we are naturally more fitted to. And that could have, and that could play out in certain things like um, just preferences, right? Some people are just are just really good at building things. Some people are very good at teaching, right? In certain times of society, uh, where certain kinds of teaching would be more valued than others, those people that are good at teaching a particular skill set would be highly sought after. In which case, that might would be totally out of the control of the person that is doing the teaching, right? And um, so basically the idea is be careful about the advice you hear about what the rich and successful people do because you don't really know if it's because of what they do or if it's because of the environment that they're in or what kind of lucky breaks they had along the way. Now, like I said, there's no reason to, you can't discount somebody's success because of luck. Not at all. You just want you you just want to make yourself lucky as lucky as possible. So uh, let's hold on here for some ads, and I'll be right back. So now back to um, some luck here. Now I briefly want to talk about opening yourself, op- making yourself open to luck. So there are two things. One is I like Gary V's approach to what he does for his um, for marketing and two uh, I like what um, Naval has to say about luck so one thing that Gary Vee talks about when it comes to luck is he likes to discuss how or he doesn't like to discuss but what he does is he's on all the different platforms Right, he's on LinkedIn, he's on TikTok, he's on Twitter, he's on Facebook, he's on Instagram, he's on Snapchat, he's on everything. And some people might ask, like, well, why is he on everything? Isn't it a waste of time? Basically, what Gary Vee's doing is he's setting himself up to be lucky. Right? His skill, his skill set partially depends on luck. And he knows that. And that's why he does what he does. Basically, what he does is he plays. It's like somebody who, um, you know, buys every possible lottery ticket that you can to a degree. Now he's—it's not quite that random, 
But he gets on every single platform that has shit going on because there is a chance that one of those platforms is going to take off and do well. And if it takes off and does well, people's attention will be on that platform. If people's attention is on that platform, then he will be able to sell more services. He will be able to um, you know, sell himself, sell his services, and also leverage those for his media clients. So, and it's great. He's able to use, um, you know, a lot of his own brand to test out how these things work for his clients. It's, it's actually a really awesome strategy. One other thing I wanted to talk about was Naval. Naval talked about um, at one point doing so many things or trying so many things that you run out of unluck. And that's very similar, in my opinion, to the uh, Gary Vee approach across doing basically trying different things using different media platforms. Naval's thing about you have to do so many things to the point where you run out of unluck. And I like that. And the idea behind that is, once again, like I said, um, if you take advice from Nassim Taleb, you know, different people are suited for – I could be wrong, but this is my interpretation of what he says. Different people are going to be suited for different environments at different times. Now, in order to maximize – now, this is my own thing taken from everybody else's knowledge and trying to th- synthesize it here. So if you take advice from, say, Gary V, from Naval, from Taleb, if you know that the landscape is that way, for example, if you you know, want to be successful in your field or whatever field, or if you don't know what field you want to be in, then I would take advice from Naval, Gary V, and you have to try shit. You have to taste, 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 taste. So... That means, um, you know, do you want to write? Try a blog. You want to make videos? YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, You want to get into finance? We'll start uh, making money, saving money, playing in finance, right? Basically, you have to, you know, create a podcast. You could import and sell. You could figure out how to make things and sell. Basically, you have to try as many things as possible, and then when they fail, move on. So either fix and do something else or drop it and move on to something else. And the idea when Naval says run out of unluck, what I think he's trying to say is closer to uh, what Nassim Taleb's idea of being fit for a particular environment is, is that you need to find – and I could be wrong here, but this is my interpretation. You need to find the environment that you're going to thrive in. But – if you're not already in that environment, you have to move to different environments. You have to figure out what environment is going to lead to a higher level of success. So, um, for example, you know, for myself, I am finding some kind of success in teaching English online. I could also find success in, say, going over to China, going over to Taiwan, going over to various, you know, Asian or Southeast Asian countries, and you know, teaching English there. And so. Um, that skill set in the environment of the United States is not as valuable as it is in the environment of China. You see, and so for example, trying to do this here would not work. Trying to do it somewhere else would work. And so part of that is um, being able to find out what environments, what environments and situations can you learn and improve and grow in. And so I love the advice from Gary Vee when he talks about tasting. Because that is just so important. That's what I'm doing now. 
I'm trying to taste various different things and decide what's going to work, what works, what doesn't work. The other thing is, is that, you know, one thing I want to talk, touch on before we end here is uh, squeezing, 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 squeezing. So when you find that thing that does work, squeeze it until it doesn't make sense to squeeze it anymore. And what I'm getting at is um, if you have a business or if you have a service that's doing really well, um, you know what, and you enjoy it especially, then do it until you can't do it anymore. And also, of course, develop other streams of income. But you know, currently with my situation with a lot of my teaching, I don't know how long this situation will last. But I do know is that it's working for me now. But at the same time, I'm trying to, to develop other means and other business ideas. So my goal is to continue with that, squeeze it as much as possible. Part of the reason I'm going to Taiwan and um, thinking about doing some other things there is because I can right now. And I might not have this opportunity in the future. So <clears throat> if you want to get lucky, you got to try various things. You have to put yourself in a position to be lucky. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I would say that was my, that's what happened with me in China. I mean, I'm not financially well off and not at all, but I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm doing okay. And, but I can honestly say the amount of luck that I feel I have is high considering I've had opportunities and done things that many people will never have. And so, and a lot of that was just taking certain risks or doing certain things that um, I would not have known would change my life in a positive way. So that's all I have to say for today. I know this was kind of a ramble, but uh, I hope you enjoy. You can send me an email at tayradio1, T-A-Y radio1 at gmail.com, T-A-Y radio number one at gmail.com.